Can we pray? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for who you are in my life. I thank you, Father, for all that you have done. I'm truly grateful, God, for your love, your loving kindness toward me. I thank you, Father God, for how your steadfast love, it is new every morning and great is your faithfulness. So as we stand before you, Father, I ask that you would allow me to speak what you have given me to speak. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation that comes out of my heart be acceptable unto you. And I pray, Father, that someone will receive the word, that everyone will receive the word. And Father, we will do what you have called us to do. I thank you and I honor you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. I'm going to begin this morning in the scripture, Luke 1, 28 through 30. I'm going to read it in the English Standard Version. And it says, and he came to her and said, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. And I'm going to read it in the King James Version. It says it like this in Luke 1, 28 through 30. And the angel came into her, in unto her, and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said to her, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. So the topic that I am going to share with you this morning is blessed and highly favored. Let me say that again, blessed and highly favored. So when Pastor Lewis asked me to speak, I prayed and I said, God, please give me something to speak to your people. And, um, and then I actually said to him, Lord, when I go to sleep, I want you to give me what you want to say in my dream. And do you know the Lord did that? So I had a dream that God was telling me the topic. And he was saying, blessed and highly favored. And in the dream, it was as if I was trying, he was trying to tell me what to say. But in the dream, I was like, I don't understand, God. I, don't, I, I couldn't get it. So when I woke up, my first thought was really, like, really, God? Blessed and highly favored? That's such a churchy phrase. Like, God, are you sure? So I was like, okay, all right, God, I'm going to do it. So I started studying and, you know, trying to prepare and I put something together and the Lord said, that's not it. So I had to throw that away and I said, okay, God, you got to show me. I know you said blessed and highly favored. So this phrase is used when you greet someone all the time. How many of you have ever heard somebody say, when you say, hello, how are you? They say, I am right. There's songs written about it. We see it on license plates. People have it on mugs. 
And even a lot of us have the t-shirt. Anybody in here? I've seen people who really don't look like they're blessed and highly favored, quoted. So you look at them like, really? You are? Okay. If you say so, you are. The logic seems to be that if it's said enough, it will become a reality. It's almost like if we say no matter what it looks like, God will bless us. Well, the Bible emphatically teaches that we are blessed and highly favored by God. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Somebody say in Christ. We are blessed because God has graciously willed it to be so. No one deserves it. No one deserves God's blessing on his or her own merit. None of us have the ability to force God's hand to bless based on works because we know that we are not saved by works. But God never has been, nor will he ever be indebted to humanity. So we can't manipulate God to bless us. He has poured out his goodness on his people according to his own purpose and to the praise of his own glory and grace. Can somebody say amen? amen. The key phrase in Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 is in Christ. Somebody say in Christ. The blessings that believers enjoy and will enjoy in salvation are bound to our union with Christ. So we are blessed and highly favored because we are in Christ. These blessings are grounded in God's grace, in his mercy, and not in human confession. So point number one this morning is, what is God's favor? God's favor is grace. Let's look at the meaning in the Old Testament. The Bible often speaks about God's servants finding God's favor. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord, according to Genesis 6, 8. Abraham, Moses, Gideon found favor with the Lord, and the Lord granted their request, according to the scripture. And when David and his servants fled Jerusalem because of Absalom's conspiracy, David the king said to Zadok, return the ark of God to the city. If I find favor in the sight of the Lord, then he will bring me back and show me both it and his habitation. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for favor is chen, which means grace, and it's C-H-E-N. So I don't know the Hebrew pronunciation. I'm just assuming that it's chen, C-H-E-N. In the New Testament, the meaning of God's favor is grace and kindness, this meaning of God's favor in the New Testament closely aligns with the grace definition of God's favor in the Old Testament. Luke chapter 1 provides the first New Testament mention, which is Mary finding favor with God, according to Luke 1.30 and Luke 1.26 through 27. It tells us that God sent the angel Gabriel to Mary. And when Gabriel greeted her, he said, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Mary was perplexed at the statement and was pondering, what kind of greeting is this? 
And then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Hallelujah. The Greek word for favor in the New Testament is charis, which means grace and kindness. Now, according to the Greek lexicon, the word charis is used of the kindness of a master toward his servant. So that means especially the kind of favor that God and grace that God has toward us. God's favor is not something that can be earned. Mary did not earn God's favor through her works. God's favor, his grace and kindness is not something, hallelujah, that we can earn through our own efforts. So as a result of Christ's sacrifice for us, we now can receive God's grace through his faith in him, Jesus Christ. Amen. The apostle Paul teaches, for by grace you have been saved, in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Through faith, and this is not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of results or not of works, lest any man could boast. So blessed and highly favored means that God has his hands on us for his purposes. Let me say that again. Blessed and highly favored means that God has his hands on us for his purposes. The phrase blessed and highly favored is linked to Mary's purpose in life. Blessed and highly favored is about what God has for you to do, not what you're going to get from God. Right? Because many of us, when we say we're blessed and highly favored, we're thinking we're going to get a new car. We're going to get a new house. God is going to fix my marriage. God is going to give me all this stuff. But the phrase, when the angel spoke it, blessed, highly, blessed and highly favored is about what God had, to, uh, what God had for Mary to do. Let me say that again. It's about what God had for Mary to do, not what she was going to get from him. Point number two, God has purpose for us. Mary was in a position to be used by God. The call of God did not match her circumstances. Can anybody relate to that? God has called you to do something great and mighty and is truly not matching where you are right now. This is how we can know that favor and blessings are not always uh, material. Mary was perplexed and kept wondering, what is this angel talking about? How can I be favored? She's number one, I'm poor. Number two, I'm a teenage girl. Number three, I'm not even married and I have no social status. I'm engaged to a man who is not making a whole lot of money. Anybody relate to that? We are from Bethlehem, from a small town. We're actually living in Nazareth, which is even worse. Because the scripture says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Because it was a small, uh, small town. How in the world can this angel call me favored, Mary was saying. You might be thinking the same thing. You might be thinking that everyone else with all their stuff is blessed. 
but God, what about me? No, you are blessed because God has purpose for your life. Blessed and highly favored is linked to purpose. Not perfection, but purpose. Not always great riches, but purpose. Not always the newest or the latest, but purpose. The blessing is in the purpose and not in the possessions. Mary believed that God would accomplish through her what God had promised. Point number three, we must come in agreement with God's plan for our lives. I love when Mary said what God was able. She said, when the angel spoke to her and told her, she said, I am the Lord's servant. Let everything you said happen to me. Hallelujah. That takes trust. And the King James, it says, and Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Mary must have developed a deep sense of love of who God was in order to make that statement. It was like she was saying no matter what happens, she was willing to do whatever God asks. Now remember, it wasn't that she would get a beautiful house, have this wonderful husband, and live happily ever after. No, it was that she was going to be ostracized, that she was going to look, be looked down at. But the words blessed and highly favored, we link them with uh, this prosperous life. But blessed and highly favored is linked to purpose. Mary knew about the love of God and she was established in that. In order to be able to trust God, you got to love him. 1 John 4, 16 says, so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God. And God abides in him. Love is God's nature. We are his creations. He made us in his created each one of us. The familiar scripture in Psalms 139, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's room. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know that full well. We quote that out of our head, but that thing has to come from your spirit like Mary when she said according to your word God so be it unto me she meant that thing you know many of us we say it today but when troubles come we 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 we, we step back but Mary never flinched she kept moving forward and what do we have today the birth of the savior not only the birth but we're beyond all of that we're now sitting in the fulfillment of the promise that God gave her. On 
the other side of the resurrection, the birth, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. We are sitting in the fulfillment of what God spoke to Mary because Mary knew that what God was asking was linked to her purpose. So in order to, to say, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do, you got to know your purpose. And you got to know that God loves you enough to fulfill that purpose. And that purpose, Mary had to put everything that she was dreaming on the back burner for God's purpose. For those who doubt God's love for them and think he does not care about them at all, these verses should change our mind. The Lord knows everything about each person because he has personally created us, knitting us together in our mother's womb. We are not made for ourselves. We are made for our God and for his pleasure. He is the creator and we are the creation. He is the potter and we are the clay. But we may know and experience the love of God by grace, through faith in Jesus. And all that is required to know this divine love is to recognize your need for him. Mary knew that she needed God. And I believe after that angel left, her whole relationship with God went to a whole nother level. Many of us need an experience with God because our relationship and the understanding and, the, and knowing what our purpose is only comes from him. Mary answered, I am the Lord's servant. Let everything you said happen to me. In Christ, we are blessed and highly favored. 1 Corinthians 1.4 says, I thank my God at all times for you because of grace which was bestowed on you in Christ. 1 Corinthians 15.22 says, for as in Adam all died, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Ephesians 1.4 says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. We are blessed because God picked us because God chose us and God has purpose for each one of us in Christ we are blessed and highly favored we're all working on building the kingdom of God when Jesus chose his disciples he told Peter come and follow me and I will make you a fisher of men Citywide church needs fishers of men. Citywide church needs help in the children's ministry. 
I know somebody, at least four per people in this room, are purposed for the children's ministry. Can I get an amen? Citywide Church needs help in the parking lot. I know there's probably about at least three men who are purposed. Hallelujah. It's not what you do. It's all about doing it. Responding. I know there's a whole lot of greeters here. A whole lot of ushers. People who are going to serve in the youth ministry. People who are ministers. People who will serve on pastoral care. People who will serve uh, at BLI. People who will serve God and fulfill their purpose. I believe that God puts vision in the, in the house. He gives vision to the house. But he sends people with gifts and anointing to help fulfill that vision. Because we're all working on the kingdom of God. So none of us should be sitting back. Because blessed and highly favored is linked to your purpose. About fulfilling your purpose. When Mary visited her husband, I'm sorry, when she visited her, her, her cousin Elizabeth, the baby in Elizabeth, which was John the Baptist, the Bible says that the baby in her belly leaked when Mary showed up at Elizabeth's house. We need to be around people who can cause our baby, our purpose to leak. You sit here and you come every Sunday. You sit in any kind of class or whatever you do to, to develop your spiritual gift. But my question to you is, how are you serving and fulfilling your purpose? God is able to reveal your purpose. Because we are only blessed and highly favored because he has something for us to do. Right? Mary, she got a song. We can stand to our feet. God gave her a song when that baby leaped. She, she was settled in her heart. She was blessed and she felt the favor of God. Many of us, we don't even know what truly the favor of God is because we're looking at things from a hopeless situation and God is a good father and there's nothing that he withholds from us and he is willing and able to do above and beyond anything that we can ask or think and while I ask you to get on a, 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 a volunteer or a team here at Citywide Church you need to be asking yourself, God, through this word this morning, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? Because I can't keep walking aimlessly. And when God gives purpose, it's always something that is greater than us. It's always something that is bigger than us. So if I said to you, God wants you to come up here and preach, you would probably think, nah, -uh, not me. Well, you know what? That might be God. 
If I said to you, God wants you to go out on the street and get a microphone and preach the gospel, you would say, ah, not me, but maybe that is God. What is God saying to you? Mary had a song at the end of her experience when she was with her cousin Elizabeth. And the song went like this. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but he has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our intercessors. Before the foundation of the world, God chose you. Before he even created the heavens and the earth, God already had in his mind that there would be a you and a me. And when Adam fell in the in the garden, we can see that that plan never he never stopped. Uh, he didn't divert it. He didn't find another plan. It was always the plan that we would become who he ordained for us to be. Always the plan. So lift your hands with me right now and close your eyes. God has purpose. And when you are asked of the Lord to do something like Mary was. It may be far from anything you ever thought, dreamed, or imagined. Or maybe it is just something simple like helping to sweep the floor at the church. That's great purpose. That's a great calling. So what is it that God is calling you to do? So the phrase blessed and highly favored is is about those who are in Christ and are fulfilling, have been called to do his will. I want to ask you the question this morning. Are you living in the will and the purpose of God for your life? Are you walking it out? Are you preparing What stage are you in of the purpose that God has for you? And maybe you don't even know what that is. We have altar workers this morning, and we're going to touch and agree that God would reveal himself to you. And maybe he may not send Gabriel, but he's able to reveal himself to you. He's able to make himself known. And whatever that thing is, you want to get busy about your father's business. 
You don't want to sit idly. You want to get busy about your father's business. So we're going to ask the altar workers to come. And maybe there's someone in here who doesn't even know Jesus, let alone my purpose in life. I don't even know the Jesus you're talking about. I don't even know what it means to be in Christ. Well, I'm going to tell you what it means to be in Christ. The Bible says that we must be born again. Not of flesh, but of spirit. And so your spirit, you need to ask Jesus to come into your heart. And the Bible says when he comes in, he makes all things new. Your spirit man, when he comes in, he makes all things new. And he gives you new desires. And he shows you his will. He'll fill you with his Holy Spirit. And he'll teach you how to live for him. And he will reveal your purpose and your plan. The plan that God has for you. So if you're here today and you know you need prayer regarding the plans that God has for you. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you don't understand. So I'm going to pray two prayers. I'm going to pray over those who need to come to the Lord. And then I'm going to ask, as I, I pray a general prayer, I'm going to ask the altar workers that you would come as the worship team sings. So Father, if there be anyone in here who doesn't know you, I'm going to ask you to repeat this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross. I thank you, Lord. I believe that Jesus is Lord. I ask you to come into my heart. I'll open my heart for you. Come in now. Live in me. Show me your way. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can tell others about you. If you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to come. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I'm going to ask you to come forward and let one of the altar workers know. Father, we thank you today for your word. You gave me this topic and, and, and you showed me what to say. And so, Lord, I thank you. And I pray for those in this room under the sound of my voice who are living life aimlessly. They don't have to, God, because you give each one of us purpose. So, Father, if there be anyone in this room, Lord, I ask that you would reveal your plan and your purpose for their individual lives. And we ask God that you would allow them to understand and know your love enough to trust you to do whatever you say do. Somebody say, Lord, I trust you. Come on, let's say it again. Lord, I trust you. Say it again. Lord, I trust you. So if that's you, I'm going to ask you to come. Don't wander aimlessly anymore. You can know the purpose that God has for you. Because in Christ, you are blessed and highly favored.